Hey, this is Adam Not. Just a real quick note before this episode starts. Uh, this episode is about AI assistance. Um, however, when I when I discuss AI in this episode, I'm very generic by saying just AI. Uh, there'll be more episodes about other portions of AI, but this specific episode is AI assistance, and I just didn't uh, clarify that anywhere throughout the episode. So I'm just making this note now. But uh, go ahead and uh, enjoy the episode. Thanks. Welcome to Pioneer Crossing. I'm Adam Knott. Today we're going to talk about AI. But before we do, um, I have gotten some emails that I want to respond to and kind of go over some other people's input. So first of all, uh, autonomous cars. So the I got an email talking about how this person thinks uh, autonomous cars will actually be, well, not just autonomous cars, but the the whole transportation system, everything will be government owned. And so you'd like basically, when you call for a car, you'd be put to a queue. And uh, they kind of had an idea that, you know, of course it wouldn't work well because it's government owned. It's an interesting take. I don't necessarily agree with it. I think there will be a, a government a government owned portion, like for example, uh, the bus system that we have now or the, or the train system. I think it'll be kind of, they'll have something along those same lines, but I still think there's gonna be way more privately owned means of transportation of autonomous cars than, than government owned. But I, I, that, it is a side of things I hadn't thought about of how the government could, I mean, cause, I mean, cause they own the, the roadways, so why wouldn't they own what goes on the roadways, the roadways eventually? And you know, maybe it will, maybe, you know, the reason people don't own cars is because the government owns all the cars, maybe. Uh, they also talked about 3D printing and how uh, they, they kind of gave me some more input. So I personally haven't actually used SLA 3D printing. I talked about how much I like SLA 3D printing, but yeah, I haven't used it. And they're saying how it is actually pretty brittle when the prints come out. Um, they look smooth, but they, they might not be so, so, so strong. Whereas FDM, you can change a lot of the settings, which I kind of hit about and talked about how, um, with this changing of the settings, you can actually make them a lot stronger than SLA 3D prints. So thanks for your input. I appreciate it. If you guys have anything you want to say, send emails to pioneercrossingpodcast at gmail.com and I'll be happy to put them in, uh, put in your thoughts, even if I don't agree with them, because it's very fascinating to hear what other people say. All right, but now on to AI. So we hear a lot from companies working on AI that... Um, Actually, you know, I'm going to take a step back. Uh, AI is, is not what we thought it would be 10 years ago. You know, we, we have... I mean, AI stands for artificial intelligence. And so we kept being told that uh, AI would be computers that can acknowledge their own existence and stuff like that. In fact, the movie AI is kind of about that, how they have feelings and whatnot. And that's definitely not what we have now. That's not even close to what we have now. What we have is uh, computers that can learn, but not computers with emotion. And I don't think we'll ever get to that point. Well, let me let me rephrase that. I don't think we'll ever get to a point where a computer cares that it's alive. Uh, I think computers will become self-aware, but they won't necessarily have feelings about it. They won't care that you turn them off at night or shut them down permanently because they'll also know that they're just computers and they're uh, repeatable. 
Uh, and it could just be like, you know, uh, my best example, which is going to sound stupid, is uh, Ultron from The Avengers. How he's in all these different robot bodies. And, you know, tearing down one isn't going to change his view. In fact, he there's a scene where Ultron, like, is explaining how he's everywhere. And in the middle of the explanation, he tears himself apart from the back as a different robot to kind of make his point that, like, destroying one doesn't destroy him. Anyway, if anything, we'd get to a, not <laughs> We wouldn't get to Ultron, I don't think. Holy cow, that'd be terrible. But we'd get to a point where... Maybe they're self-aware. Maybe they know about their existence, but they're not going to give a crap about it. They just won't care. And I, I do think we might get to that point, but I don't think it's going to turn into anything scary. But uh, moving back to what I was had started on, how we, we want everything to just work. And when companies advertise their AI, they always say, they always use that as a, a, as a point. Like, you just want something that works. Well, here it is. Despite those claims... And the many times we've heard, well, here, it just works. We're still in a situation where it doesn't just work. There's a lot of setup involved when it comes to AI. So I personally use the Google Assistant system, the Google Homes in my house. And to set those up has been a nightmare. If it were just me in the house, it'd be really easy. You set it up, you, you basically just plug it in, link it to your account, you're good to go. But I've got my wife and multiple kids and they all want to use it, and they all want it to be personalized to them. And that was not an easy task. I spent hours researching how to do it, troubleshooting it when it didn't work the way it was supposed to work, and I still am not entirely happy about it. So we don't, we don't have these systems that just work, but we are getting closer. I just wish companies would stop using that phrase. And I also think it's why it's not taking off as quickly as maybe it should. Like, don't worry, don't get me wrong. These things are everywhere now. You, between Siri, Alexa, and Google, you've got these in all the pockets and everything like that. But you don't, but you, people don't still don't use them for a wide range of things. And it hasn't been easy enough to set up where you get the older generations. And I feel like that should be a target when, when doing these things. We try to make things simple or companies, I guess, try to make things simple so that everyone can use it, but there's still an older generation target, and if they can make something simple enough where older generations latch onto it and, and start using it and adopt it, that's when I would call something successful. But we're not there yet. Um, so I want to talk about, though, where I think AI is going to be going in the future and what I think we'll end up with. And I think the biggest thing that we'll do is... I think AI will be used to build programs. And to kind of explain that better, when you go to your Google and say, hey, turn off the lights, that itself is a program. It's, it's, it's running a program to turn the lights off, right? But I think you'll be able to use it to actually create new programs. So you, you could say, uh, you know, Google, do create something that will task my miles per gallon when I drive. And maybe it'll be able to write that. But I think it's going to get even more complicated than that and more complex and more cool, I guess. I think you'll be able to say, hey, I want a program that, that does this, this, and this. And it'll write a basic thing up. And then you kind of would have to go through the troubleshooting, I think, and say, kind of be more descriptive as each point. Be like, hey, part A 
I want it to actually do this. Part B, I want to run this and stuff like that. But I think you'll do it all with your voice. So what you would normally sit down at a computer and program and code, I think a computer will just do for you while you tell it what you want it to do, including a user interface. I think you'll be, you'll be able to say, hey, I want the background here to be gray. I want the buttons to be yellow. I want the text to be blue, stuff like that. You'll just say it with your voice and it'll write the program. And I think that's where we'll get a lot of our development from. I don't think it's going to replace the jobs of developers, of what we developers that we know of today. I do think that job will change significant will change significantly though as time goes on. I think developers though will adapt to the new to new environments. Because there is always gonna have to be someone to write the programs that help AI write programs. I don't think AI will ever be able to just on its own be sufficient enough to create any program you would possibly need. There'll always have to be someone in the back kind of pointing in the right direction. Now with AI though, uh, the whole thing is about learning and learning what what you want based off of what you're saying. And I think it's gonna get more, much more easy for computers to comprehend what it is that we want. And so writing programs might become really, really complex when it comes to that. And maybe developer jobs do change significantly away from from writing for AI rather than I think programs will write with AI rather than for AI. That's that's what I was trying to get at. Sorry, I kind of stumbled over my my thoughts there as I got to that point. But um, that's going to be a, a big part of AI tasks. <clears throat> um, additionally to that, I think natural language will be used a lot smoother. And I'm going to call another uh, Avengers uh, example here, but and this is an obvious one, but when Iron Man, Tony Stark, talks to Jarvis, or I guess Friday, as you know, things evolve, but how, in Iron Man 1, I believe, he's talking to Jarvis while he's like putting something together, and he's like, you know, hold this closer, or further away, I can't remember how he says it. And then he's like, no, nope, closer than that, further. He's like, you know what, never mind, I'll just do it. And it's funny in the moment, but if you think about it, it'd be really nice if you really could talk to a computer the same way you would talk to a person and have that computer comprehend what you're saying. On top of that, and this goes along the same lines as building programs, but just to use that Tony Stark example again, he's got all these different Iron Man suits, and you know he's not building each one of those by hand. He built the first few probably, and then Jarvis or Friday or whoever takes over from there. And so he could just say, hey, make me a suit that has these new capabilities, and the his computer system would go to work doing that. And I don't think that's a ridiculous idea to, to expect. I think that computers will be able to do that. We'll be able to say, hey, make me some breakfast. I'm in the mood for eggs. And it won't just make you basic eggs. It'll put together a nice meal that includes eggs. You know, and maybe they season it and whatnot. And, or put a car together and they'll put a, put a car together. I mean, you already, or you already have these factories that put cars together. So that's, again, not a ridiculous idea. Anyway, that's what I expect from AI in the future. I'm really excited for AI because I, I use it a lot in my home. I wish I could use it more, but what we have right now f still feels like a beta software or beta hardware even. 
it doesn't feel like a final product and I'm, I'm excited to get to a point where it feels like I'm using a final version of Google or Alexa or Siri or whoever it is that I end up with or whoever it is that you end up with. I hope it feels final soon because I still don't feel like it's there yet, but I'm hoping. So anyway, if you have any thoughts on this, send those in to pioneercrossingpodcast at gmail.com and I'll get to those. And I like to put in your input at the start of some episodes. So shoot me an email, let me know what you think. But for now, have a safe drive.